Hey, you're on air with Ella, where we talk motivation, mindset, personal development, basically everything you need to get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Let's go. Hey, you're on air with Ella, and today I am joined by Carrie Schwer. And Carrie was a listener of the show, but we have been on a journey together, and then she has been on quite a ride of her own for some time. I cannot wait to have her tell you this story. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Hey, Ella. I'm doing great. Where are you today? I am in Richmond, Virginia, where I live in my home office. <laughs> I lo- Yeah, like everybody else, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I used to live in Richmond, um, actually, for like over a decade, I think. I love it there. Anyway, beautiful city. Okay. Carrie, can you tell everybody kind of who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I am what I refer to as a gray area coach or a discovery coach. And a little bit about me. I'm married for 31 years. I have two grown sons, um, both very happy. And we are a non-drinking family, which we'll get into a little bit. (laughs) And yeah, life is, is fabulous. I just, I don't understand how you could have been married for 31 years. Like, <laughs> I know I look, I got married when I was five, you know, <laughs> on every level I'm looking at you and I'm like, there's no way the woman has been married for 31 years. And also 31 years is a very long time. Congratulations. You get a very, very fat trophy. <laughs> oh, thank you. It, it wasn't all smooth. I will be honest. There was a little bit of a rocky time in there, but, um, you know, with all good things and worth it, you persevere through. So, well, let's talk about that because we, so, so we first started talking when you were a listener and then you became a coaching client of mine and we did some one-on-one coaching, but I would rather you explain this, Carrie, can you describe kind of what your life was generally like when we first met? Oh gosh. Well, it's been just over two years, about two and a half years ago, I found on air with Ella and I wanted to start listening to podcasts that were inspiring and motivating. And I came across you and I was like, okay, this chick is pretty cool. I'll listen to her. <laughs> it was those white shorts on the cover that got you, I That's think. What it was. Had a girl crush immediately. I was like, I like her. And uh, you always had great guests on. Really, it was just that you were part of my morning routine. And it wasn't until one episode, I believe it was an I want to say it was August, 2018. I will never forget this day ever. I was walking my dog and it was about seven o'clock in the morning. I was getting ready to go to work and I heard you and your guest, Andrea Owen, talk about gray area drinking. And before you introduced her, you were talking about the challenge, the 21 days of no alcohol challenge. Of course, my ears popped up. And the reason why is because at this point, I had been alcohol-free for two years. So when I heard you say 21 days, no alcohol, I was like, yes, this is great. Like, (laughs) this is awesome. I I didn't need a a challenge to do it because I was already alcohol-free, but I was so excited to hear that you were doing this. It just warms my heart. And part of that reason was, is because I was going to start something at my church, some sort of a group for those that were interested in knowing more about how to become alcohol-free or that wanted to question the relationship with alcohol. But I didn't have anything in place and I didn't even understand what any of it meant. I just had a little tug in my heart or a calling, I guess you could say. And I heard you start mentioning this 21-day challenge. And then when Andrea came on and told her story, Ella, I dropped like everything. It was my aha moment in the middle of the street. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I'm hearing this. The reason why it was so profound was because when I quit drinking two years prior, I had gone the traditional route of a recovery, you know, AA, 
And although the program is an amazing program, it's not for everybody. And I never identified as being an alcoholic. So when I heard Andrea tell her story, it gave me an identity that I felt like I, I, I didn't even know what I was. So it was, it was a verification or validation, I guess, that something else existed. And it, I just celebrated this. There's so much power when you can give something a name, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. And that's what it was. And of course, you know, I came home and I, I Googled gray airy drinking and there wasn't a whole lot out there. So that got the wheels spinning. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need to jump on top of the rooftop and shout it out and tell everybody about gray area drinking because I solely identified with this and I became obsessed and I was really confused on what to do with it. So I started this idea in my head. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do something with this. I don't know what it is. And I was gearing up and then I had all the crashing negative limiting beliefs come upon me. Who do you think you are? You're not good enough. You're not qualified. All these negative thoughts. And literally that same day where I was having all these thoughts and at such a maximum level, your episode that day was on imposter syndrome. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I did not know this. And I was like, how does she know? <laughs> how does she know that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this way at this moment? And I, I was crying and I came home and, and I Googled you because at this point, you know, I'd only been listening to the show. I didn't really know much about you. I saw that you did some coaching and I thought, I'm going to reach out to her. And that's when we first had our, inter, our first interaction. And then, and then I was like, you know what? I really want you to be a part of this. And so you really helped me birth this idea of this business that I currently have today. And if it wasn't for you, I don't know if I'd be here. So you are a huge part of, of my success. I am. I mean, I did not know you were going to say all of that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm extremely honored, but I also think that the real gem here, Carrie, is I happen to know that you were in a job, you were successful, you were doing mm -hmm. well, you checked all the boxes on paper and everything looks great from the outside, but you weren't completely fulfilled, I suppose. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I find so amazing about your journey is that you weren't willing to sit in the status quo, even though the status quo was comfortable. So you've turned your whole life on its head. Like, can you just outline what your career was and what it is now, just in the short amount of time? Oh yeah. So at, at the time too, when we first uh, met, I had my dream job. I love cars absolutely obsessed with cars. And at the time you and I met, I was working at a Porsche dealership as the business manager. And it was amazing. Not only was I around a beautiful cars, I worked with um, amazing guys. I was the only female there. So that was kind of a bonus. <laughs> it was just amazing. And if, I mean, the money was great, but there was this deep longing inside of me that knew I had something bigger called for my life. Even though the money was good, the atmosphere was good. I had all the quote unquote things from the outside world looking in. It appeared that I had it all together. And for the most part I did. You know, when I quit drinking, I gained a lot of insight and I became a stronger person. I was alcohol free, but I wasn't fulfilled. And it was really trying to find that deep 
purpose and fulfillment. And the idea of bringing the awareness of gray area drinking to the world excited me like nothing else ever could or has since then. And I became on fire. It became literally an obsession for me to bring this out into the world. And part of that process, of course, you know, I just explained meeting you, working with you, you helped me birth this idea to what it became and then some. So it was just part of that whole process of this was part of the plan and the journey. And I really was striving to find fulfillment that I was just not receiving from my current position, even though I was happy there. It wasn't scratching that deep itch, if you know what I mean. It just, I knew there was more to life in a deeper, more meaningful way. And it wasn't about the money and it wasn't about the prestige and it wasn't about the fancy cars, a nice neighborhood or any of those things. It was something much deeper for me. Yeah, I'll never forget how uncomfortable you were. So you were so uncomfortable. I don't know if that's the right word, but because you had this burning fire inside you and you're like, but wait, I have all the security now here in my current circumstances and I have no qualifications to go do what I want to go do that was your story oh, yeah. and I need to leave the nest and go do this thing and that is absolute madness what a what a wonderful tension to have that's where great things get born now I actually want to talk about what you did in very practical terms because I think I think a lot of times on podcasts and on the interwebs people just say I was at a and I wanted to get to C <laughs> and so I just went from a to C and like I really want to talk about what B looks like for you. But oh, before I do, let's paint a picture of what you do now, just so people can understand kind of where you ended up. Because you've had, I mean, just recently, you are on fire, woman. So just get uncomfortable because I'm going to ask you to brag about yourself. But what are you doing right now? And share a little bit about the media coverage that you're getting and everything. Oh my goodness. Yes, it is. It's been crazy. Um, so yeah, so I coach men and women professional men and women are, are typically the clients I work with that, that are very similar to where I was, right? They are high functioning, have high level jobs, and they're just in a place where they're using alcohol as a way to cope with their stress and all the stressors that they're feeling. And alcohol is an easy, easy place to go and turn to when we feel the pressures of the world and, and have the stress upon us that most of us are under at this point. But they already have, you know, a sense of self-development under their belt, so to speak, and they're way too proud or worried about telling others. You know, they're worried about their reputation and looking for that competitive edge. And they're starting to recognize internally and very quietly that alcohol may be playing a negative part in their life. So they want to figure out a way to remove that piece of their life that is causing some of this negativity so that they can become the next, you know, best version of themselves. So that's typically who I work with. And I started uh, Question the Drink, and that is my movement. So part of that movement is my private Facebook group, Question the Drink. And that's really what I'm asking people to do is question their relationship with alcohol. I'm not a sober coach or recovery coach. What I do is I work with individuals, again, discovering. A discovery coach. I yeah, love I'm that. I'm a discovery coach really pulling out the areas of their life that they feel uncomfortable with, or they're not, you know, they're not firing on all cylinders, so to speak. So I really help men and women who are in that same, that same spot that I was in. Well, and we're going to talk about the 21 days of no alcohol and how this relates to you and everything that you're doing. So thank you for that. We'll, we'll get to that before the end of this show, Carrie, but 
let's talk more specifics about the B. Like I said, you're, you went from A to C and you're leaving a few things off the table <laughs> because over here in C, now that, you're, now that you are now a discovery coach, you are now a successful speaker and this is your whole world and your full-time job feels like eons ago. I mean, you're getting, you've been on PBS. Tell me some of you, give me a little, a little bit of the media coverage that you've been getting. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So PBS um, locally here in Richmond heard about my story and decided that it would make uh, for a great story for, for their program called Virginia Currents. And that will be live in October here in Richmond, well, in Virginia. So I'm hoping that it's going to be picked up on the national level. So we'll see. And then uh, CBS also had uh, conducted an interview with me they're really fascinated with the idea of gray area drinking, the space between socially drinking and alcoholism. So they picked up the story as well. And I've been on, oh my goodness, multiple podcasts. One of the biggest stages was this radio show in Chicago that then was picked up with iHeartRadio and MSN. So that was kind of fun. So yeah, it's really getting some good exposure. And I think it's because it's allowing people to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm, I'm willing to question the drink. I'm not maybe willing to quit outright or say that I have a problem, but I'm willing to, to look at my relationship with alcohol. And that's really what the crux of my, of my business is and what I'm asking people to do is just to question where they are with the relationship. So that's been a really fun piece of all of this. And then uh, I was also asked to co-author a book. I'm one of many. It's called The Successful Mind, Tools for Living a Productive, Purposeful, and Happy Life. And that will be out probably in the next couple of weeks or so. It's in the final stages of editing. And so hopefully that will be out soon. It'll be on Amazon. But I will say you asked about the B. And anybody who is looking to start a business, wow, buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite the ride. There are more ups and downs than I could ever imagine. And not all of it has been easy. As a matter of fact, I would say it's, it's been pretty difficult on some occasions, but everything worthwhile is, is worth it, right? It's pushing through, persevering, really seeing the prize at the end and just putting one foot in front of the other. I mean, it's really about moving forward and, and been crazy how much you have to learn when you are a solopreneur. And again, like the reason I think this is important is because when I first met you, like you said, you were working full-time in a Porsche dealership, very happy, very successful, again, for all appearances sake, and you've completely flipped the script. And so I just don't think we, we share enough of how we did that. So can you give, and I know I'm sort of cold calling you, but what are like the top three things that you think you did for yourself? And I'm going to go ahead and say one, I think one of the best things that you did for yourself was you invested in yourself. I certainly was not the only coach that you worked with. Oh no, I had between between working with you and, and my latest coach, um, which is actually now my business partner. Oh my gosh, there's probably five or six in between all that. And oh, wow. really, it's not even, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, coaches, everybody needs a coach. Can I just stop yes, there? Agreed. High drop. High Get five. Yeah. Everyone needs one. I mean, personal coach, business coach, you know, activity coach, or like your physical health coach. I mean, coaches are there for a reason and they're there to push you, but they're also there to co-create with you. 
And that's really one of the biggest joys of my life right now is I get to co-create with others and there's no better privilege in the world for me. So I love that. But yes, a lot of education, a lot of education. I mean, oh my goodness, um, tons of courses and certifications and joined a mastermind and trying to get as much education, but also getting myself out there. Sometimes it's really hard to be uncomfortable, but that's where the growth is. So, you know, if it scared the daylights out of me, I knew I had to do it. Let me just tell you, Ellen, I couldn't even look at myself on a record, like a record myself on my phone. I couldn't do it. Well, I think a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, go live on Facebook? Are you nuts? You like, want me to do what? <laughs> you know, now I can stand in front of hundreds of people and give a speech and, and give a talk and it not be, I mean, I still get nervous, but you know, it's, it's more about just having the confidence that wasn't there before. How do you think you overcame in large part imposter syndrome? Okay. Well, truth be told, I think there's always going to be a very small part that's always going yes. to be there. <laughs> of course. Um, that, you know, that's one of those, those beliefs that is a constant. And, and I think part of it is just not really us. It's, just put into our little head sometimes. It's a story that we like to create uh, for ourselves. But for the most part, you know, I found evidence that I am capable. I found evidence that I am successful and that I am able to do all the things that I set out to do. And when we can really ask our brains to find that evidence, it's like a search engine. It's so much better than Google. When you ask, you ask yourself to find the answer the better the question, the better answers you will get. And so you will start to come up with some of those things. And for me, it was just listing all the evidence that showed me that absolutely I'm qualified and I am capable and I have worked really hard and I have put in the time. I have this street cred, so to speak. And I think that was the other big part of it, Ella, for me was, you know, a huge part of my story, which we don't have time for, involves a ton of trauma, a ton of um, experiences. I mean, I went to 12 different schools in nine years. This is on the PBS story, which all, also is on IGTV on uh, Gray underscore Tonic is my handle. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll link to all of that. Yeah, you can see a little bit about that. But a lot of that street cred, so to speak, is, is no BS, right? I mean, there's something to be said about being married for 31 years and being on this planet you know, a longer time than some, you know, you, you get to have the, the experience and the knowledge mm -hmm. that goes with it. So I think that's part of it. Well, you said something, I'm over here silent clapping with my fingertips, and I really want to pull this out. When you tell yourself something, your brain will continuously scan the environment for proof that it's true. And, mm -hmm. and that knowing that one fact, knowing that one fact can change your life. So it's one of the reasons I like to do these 21 day challenges. It is another reason that I just like to do this podcast in general. And it is a trick, if you will, that changed my life in so many ways and continues to do so. So if you tell yourself that you are sluggish or lazy or not worthy or not good enough, or that person will always do it better than you. So you're just not going to measure up. Your brain will scan the environment for evidence that that is true. Absolutely. That is so right on point. And, and it will deliver every time. When you tell your brain that you are worthy, when you tell your brain that you can do this or that this is what you are going to go do, or I might be here right now, but I am a discovery coach. I am going to change the world. I am going to create a movement where people question the drink. I am going to become this 
vision of myself, your brain will scan the environment for evidence that that is true. And then it will feed it back to you. And the proof is in the believing and the doing. And every time you do the smallest thing, it's saying, see, and you create an identity through these tiny, tiny, tiny steps. And then you look back and you're like, I have taken gigantic leaps. How did I even mm -hmm. get here? Mm -hmm. And you know what, you said something too that's so important is that we need to make sure that we're journaling these things and looking back on those wins because at the time you might think, ah, you know, that was just part of the process. But when I look back over the past two years and look at truly what I've been able to accomplish, I, I mean, it's sort of like, wow, I, you know, you, you almost forget. <laughs> it's because you're just kind of in the moment and going with the flow, but it's important to recognize those wins. And that's part of building the evidence that it's true. Well, let's talk for a minute about the 21 days of no alcohol challenge that I mentioned previously that we had set up for October. So a couple of things have changed. I'm going to get to that. But I want to remind everybody, the reason I do these challenges is because I want to live out the concept of keeping your promises to yourself. Okay. So that's what this is about. It's really about setting forth a commitment and keeping your word to yourself. You guys have heard me talk about this before. So that was the motivation behind 21 days of no alcohol for October. Well, lo and behold, as it turns out, I have a conflict for 10 of the 21 days. So I called Carrie and I said, look, I have this crazy idea. I can't do what I normally do for the 21 day challenge in October. And what I would love, Carrie, is for you to own the challenge so that I can participate in it so that I don't leave everybody hanging. But so I'm more of a participant than the leader because I wasn't going to be able to deliver on almost half of those days, which is crazy. So you graciously accepted, but we're going to modify it to sort of open it up and be more expansive and more inclusive for more people. And so for many of us, it will be 21 days of no alcohol. Great. Okay. But for so many more, we want to invite you to make it 21 days of questioning the drink. And if you recall, if you did these with us in 2018, you know that we had a private Facebook page and it was very, Carrie, you were very active in there. Everybody who was doing these challenges was very, very active in there. Well, we are going to be able to do that again. Carrie has a Facebook page called Question the Drink. If you go to Facebook and type in Question the Drink, you will see Carrie Schwer, and she will let you in if you request access. And we're going to do this challenge together inside of Carrie's existing group called Question the Drink. What do you want to add about that, Carrie, before I get into the details? Oh, just I'm excited for more people to join in and be active and just participate. It's going to be awesome. We have a lot of fun in the group. And you bring so many more resources to this. This is really kind of fun because those of us who are just going to give, a, I'm going to do 21 days of no alcohol. One, because I made the commitment to myself already. And two, because I wouldn't mind a break, actually. <laughs> Most people who have listened to a handful of shows will know that this is not really a huge challenge of mine, but it is a bit of an indulgence lately, especially in quarantine times that I very much would benefit from taking a break from. Now, Carrie, you abstain on the regular, but a lot of people who work with you and who are attracted to your material aren't in the abstaining phase and you're not asking them to be. That is why you are question the drink, not avoid the drink. Is that correct? That is 100% <laughs> correct. Yes. Okay. So 
so we want to direct you to Carrie's Facebook page called Question the Drink and her Instagram handle, which is Gray Tonic, which I will link to all of that. You guys know all you have to do is look at the show description and you'll get all of these resources, plus the Andrea Owen podcast and the Imposter Syndrome podcast that Carrie has referred to. But this challenge starts October 1st and goes for 21 days. And I hope you'll all join me in Carrie's group. Yes, please. We'd love to have you. And if you join now, you will get to see Ella. She will be my guest on Wednesday, the 23rd. So every Wednesday at four o'clock we do, or I'm sorry, five o'clock p.m. Eastern, we have a new guest on and we talk about something fun and different. And this whole month's theme is out with the bad, in with the good. So we have themes every month and we have live guests. So it's really fun. It's a great group. Fantastic. So I'll be on there in September. And presumably if you jump in in October, I suppose I could still find it, couldn't I? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Carrie, I appreciate you coming on so much and I'm going to be so interested to follow everybody's journey. And you know what, Carrie, who knows who I'll be talking to a year from now. <laughs> That's right. So it's like, you know, I just decided to jump in and this is what happened and this is what happened. But honestly, I think that you will inspire so many because there are a great many of us who have the privilege of being completely comfortable and yet unsettled in our lives, Carrie. And you are such a testimony to what happens when you get curious about that discontent and you're like, wait, I have everything, but something, there's an itch that isn't getting scratched. And I think that your, your life is a testimony to those people that sometimes it's worthwhile to dare to dream and to chase that dream, no matter what life looks like from the outside. That's right. That's right. And if you would have told me I'd be here two years later talking to you, you know, going into the same challenge, I would have told you you're crazy, but this is how life works, right? It's nothing happens by accident. I love the synchronicity. Carrie, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, bye for now. Tell me what you think about this episode. Find me on Instagram at On Air with Ella. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear your thoughts about today's show. And tell me what you want more of. All right, I'm here for you. See ya.